Uh, before we get into it here, we've had, uh, just want to kind of keep you aware of a few things that have been going on at Urban Grace, um, and, and kind of not even out at Urban Grace, but kind of with some of our people, we've been paying attention, we've been tracking uh, what's going on with Hope in the Dark, which is an organization that was developed by a couple of Calgarians who have Colombian heritage. I don't know if you can recognize that on them or not, um, but they, they developed this heart for uh, some very underprivileged people um, and really marginalized uh, group of people in a particular city in Colombia. And so they have traveled there and, and been there for the past, I guess, month. Um, almost been back a week, but they've been there for a month here this winter. And uh, I just want to invite Natasha and Andreas, Andres, if you will, to just come up. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Natasha and Andres are also uh, our newest city group leaders. Uh, they now lead the city group over in Forest Lawn. Uh, it's going quite well. We're excited about that. Thankful for them and their service. Um, Natasha's been here probably since day 30 about. Just after we kind of launched and called ourselves a church, and Andreas has been a, a wonderful help that's come along. Uh, so they're leading a city group out there, but as well, Andres and his friend Christian have developed this organization called Hope in the Dark uh, to, ser to serve some of them. So I simply wanted to just give them a chance to... Uh, to share what's been going on. So first of all, just kind of say, what were you doing down there? And uh, then what Jesus has, what they saw Jesus do, and then how we can pray for them. So first of all, what exactly were you doing down there? Well, thank you so much for having us and letting us talk here. Um, so we, we've been serving in Colombia for the past year. And so we were there just to kind of, just, there is a lot of work to, so Christian and I needed to kind of, have the opportunity to strategize and see how things are going and whatnot, but it was also an opportunity to spend time with, with parents and children and whatnot. So, and we also went down to the slum where these kids live and the families live, and it's a very, I, I, I don't know how many of you guys, of you guys have been in a place like that. It's, it's quite intimidating and, and pretty, uh, it's one of those things that you are like, oh, the worst thing that can happen to me is just being killed, and that's okay, God is in control. So that was great. We, were, we had the opportunity to spend time with kids, with parents. To, we pretty much talk every single day to a lot of those parents about Jesus and who he is and, and why, why we are there. And, and just love these kids. These kids literally don't have no one to love them. And it is, um, it is tremendously sad. So, so even though we are feeding these kids and we are uh, providing for them many, uh, trying to meet some of their needs and helping them, Mainly we are, we are trying to tell them about Jesus because it's the only thing that can save those kids. No matter how much money, how many, how many opportunities they have, no education can save them. It's only Jesus. Um, so, yeah, we were just pretty much telling them about, telling them about Jesus. Sweet. Uh, what, so what did you see Jesus do when you were down there? Um, well, we can see that a lot of these kids, since we started, uh, some of the parents are starting to take their kids to some churches. Although, no, the most, just uh, we're talking with Trevor about uh, beautiful orthodoxy and theology and whatnot, and that's something that you're not going to find down there. But Paul says that as long as the name of Jesus is being preached, and, uh, and there is a lot of work to do, uh, hopefully we, well, anyway, I don't want to get too, too ahead, <laughs> but, but we saw some of these parents uh, going to church, 
And some of these kids, we had the opportunity to interview them for just kind of do like a census and whatnot. So the kids that were going to church with their parents, the change is tremendous. Mm. It's unbelievable the kind of kids they are. But the ones that don't know Jesus and whose parents don't, are not taking them to church, you can see the, the, the change. It's, mm. it's a stark contrast, contrast mm. as you can see. Um, and the other thing that we saw in what Jesus was doing there is through the interviews, we also asked, like, what kind of find out where they live or who they live with and some of their stories. And a lot of them are incredibly heartbreaking stories of kids who have been sold for drugs or things that you can't even imagine. Um, but one little boy, um, he told us that he had been raped by his uncle. Um, and then at the end, of, we asked him a few other questions. And then we asked, how can we pray for you? And he said, can you pray for my uncle? Um, and Andres asked, do you have a close relationship with your uncle? And he said, no, um, but he's in jail now, and the prison here is hard. Can you please pray for him? And just seeing, even though this kid has experienced horrible things, there's still that grace and that forgiveness that's present there, um, even in the horrendous things that happen in these kids' lives. So wow. Jesus is at work, even in extreme, extremely wow. dark places. Wow. So that just... The, the Bible says that unless we are like kids, we are not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And, and we can see in these kids, and this is the time for them to know who Jesus is. This is the time to, to tell them, hey, Jesus is real. And you can see in these kids that only forgiveness is what can help them. And is that the same forgiveness that Jesus has with us. So wow. that was an incredible reminder. Wow. So how can, we, how can we pray for you guys? Uh, well, and, and the organization, I guess. So um, Natasha will share. Oh, just share. So there's one man um, from the slum who used to sell drugs who has become a Christian. Um, and so you can pray for him. There's an incredible opportunity for him to be a light in that community. Um, but he also faces a lot of, a lot of struggles to um, leave the life he lived before. His friends try and tempt him back into it with leaving alcohol on his by his door and other ways to encourage him back into that life. Um, and I can imagine, you can just imagine the hard things of leaving that when you're also surrounded by it completely. So pray for people to come and join him, for other men to um, encourage him and support him. Yeah. Um, that he, There's a lot of things God could do through him um, and through um, what he's already doing there. And uh, for financial support, we continue to raise support. We continue to have more kids, uh, more uh, as we were coming up down the up the hill. Mothers were approaching us, saying, "Can we? Can you take our kids? Can you take our kids? Can you take our kids?" And we we're like, "Ah, oh, we can't right now." So we, we need more financial support to have a better house, uh, buy food, and hire more staff and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, we need someone who come along. A man. Uh, yeah. We had uh, most of the time we had women uh, join us. We had mothers joining us. We had like all, all the people that came down to a mission trip were mainly all of them were women, with the exception of Christian and I. But we need men. We mm -hmm. need a guy that says, "Hey, you know what? I I'm willing to love these kids and these families and plant a church down there." So yeah. that that will be an incredible miracle. That will be a blessing and so we can plant a church down there with uh, Urban Grace. <laughs> like Gracia Urbana or something like that. <laughs> what he said. Well, let's, let's pray. It was, uh, as I talked with Andres yesterday and he shared, he said, uh, um, 
most North American people are thinking, how can I fit in? How can I find a church that I can serve in? How can I find a job that I'm happy in? And he said, what we experienced there was kids who were like, how do I not get robbed? How do I not get raped? How do I avoid selling myself into prostitution? And how do I avoid, you know, becoming a hitman? Because that's the only way to raise funds. And I thought, that's a little bit different than our experience. And so I think even just the experience of them going there should hopefully awaken us that we have it pretty privileged here um, and, and that there is great need for the gospel to take root, um, not just in the, in the world, but in particular in Colombia and in particular uh, where they're serving. So let's pray for them together. So Jesus, we, we first of all thank you that there is hope, there's news to tell, that we simply don't have to send money down there and hope that we can make them a little bit more comfortable, but actually that we can give them news that will not just change their life, but will change their eternity. But Jesus, we're asking boldly for men, in particular men who will stand in the gap, who will become righteous men in that city, who will stand up and say no more, who will stop piddling away their lives with drugs, with prostitution, with idols that do not matter, but instead will turn their lives over to the right Savior, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who, who provides them with the greatest mission and opportunity they'll ever have. But Jesus, it's going to require a miracle. So I ask that you continue to provide ways for Andreas and Natasha to inform us, for you to uh, open doors that way, that they can have some financial provisions Jesus, I'm praying you'll continue to spark people's hearts that they would want to sponsor a child, a kid who just wants to learn English and, and wants to actually know what it's like to be loved. And so, Jesus, would you continue to open the doors uh, that you want open, continue to burden our hearts in prayer for them and continue to uh, empower and strengthen Natasha and Andreas and I would ask for strength for the two women that are there serving Jesus, that they will not burn out, but that they will be able to keep going while they wait for you to answer their prayer. And so we ask these things in your awesome and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.